0: What would you like the power to
1: do? Mobile banking
0: requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA member FDIC. From the Fifth Quarter Studios in Madison, Wisconsin,
1: you're listening to Coach Unplugged. And now, your host, Steve Collins. Hey, everybody. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Coach Unplugged. I'm so happy you decided to join us today. Before we jump into the podcast, I'd like to give a big shout out to our two sponsors. First of all, Dr. Dish, the number one shoe machine on the market. We own three of them. And I can tell you personally, even before they became sponsors, their customer service is second to none. you know, every time I've had any issues with any of my machines, going back to the way old ones, they've always taken really good care of me. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com. Oh, and mention uh, mention us and they'll give you $450 off. Mention Coach Collins or Coach Unplugged they'll give you $450 off. Also, go over and check out teachhoops.com for coaches who want to get better. Um, you know, we always tell our players that they should be working on it their craft. I challenge you to work on your craft. Come over, join a community of like-minded coaches. Who want to make this game better? It's the reason I started teach hoops is to help pay the bills for all these podcasts, but even more importantly, to give back um, to this great game that has given me so much, um, and to set up a roadmap for you to be successful, not only on the court but off the court. And we offer a fourteen-day free trial, so come over and check, kick the tires around, see if you like it, and uh, let's head off to the podcast.
0: Right, and then uh, I tell them every year they know it's just the same. Uh, we're fixing the, we're going to copy Loyola of Chicago, Coach Porter. We're going to put up a culture while on our wall leading into our dressing room. Okay, <laughs> I'm probably going to put this up, but uh, we always say if we're, if we're not in, improving in mid January, we're we're we know where we're supposed to be in mid January. It's not going to be a good year, and this year. The kids, they knew it with fighting COVID and everything. And, you know, we were only letting four in the dressing room at a time, and we were spaced out on the bench like the NBA and everything, but they handled it well. We were getting better. And, uh, you know, we just hit a badge one or two games there at the end of the season. So that's my thing. Yeah. My best. Probably the best coaching job I've ever done was went with a team that was very not talented at all. That I was most. I taught my people.
1: So I've had one losing season in my coaching career, but my best coaching, my best coaching. I've won numerous state titles. My best coaching ever. We were twelve and ten. Swear to God, it was my it was my second or third season. We were twelve and ten. There is no way, but we kept getting better. Like we. The second round, we beat some people we shouldn't have. And it's like twelve and ten. We were like, "There's some." There were a couple of good dentists on that team, but they couldn't hoop at all. Like,
0: well, you know, I, well, you bring that up because uh, the year we went to the state tournament, school's only been to state tournament twice in the history of the school. The year we went, two thousand five or four somewhere in there, that, that was the longest year because we we were one game short the year before we got the. Into the game that would have got us to Murfreesboro for the state tournament. So I'm thinking the whole
1: next year, boys, I can't screw it up this time. You know, we got to get there. <laughs> right. I know. It's all. It, yeah, I know. There was the year we lost, like, I think it was my 09 one, like in 08, we lost in state finals and blah, blah, blah. And my, my best player who was coming back guaranteed that we were going to win it the next year in the press conference at the state tournament. It was like one of the, oh my, and we did. Bless him. But it was like it was one of those years. The whole year was stressful. It was like, are we getting better? Are we working on stuff? It's like, um, yeah, it's crazy. If if you if you could pick one topic, if I only told you to talk about one topic, what would you talk about in relation to basketball and why? Practice. Okay, and why?
0: I love practice because I always tell the kids games are yours. I said, if I've not done my job in practice, I mean, it's going to show up in the games. I said, that's like the test. You know, we've done our classwork at practice and, uh, you know, and then the the games, uh, that's our test. I said, hey, boy, sometimes we run into people. I got better players than us. just happens. I mean, you've done everything I asked. We've done the best we can. But – you the town next to us, Harriman, uh, about three years ago, they won the state title, I, and we played well against them, but we weren't going to beat them. I mean, right. uh, what the,
1: you know, unless we – It's, it's one of those things, like, I, I what I tell the, the young coaches I mentor is, like, here's what I want to do. I want to put them and give them the opportunity to compete and possibly beat them. I can just give them – I can't play it anymore. I haven't hit a jump shot in 30 years. But I can help them and get them ready for that thing. Um, you know, like Nigeria beating the U.S. in basketball in the Olympics. They could play that game a thousand times, and they probably win three times. right? You know, But they beat them that one time. It's like things happen, too. Um, you know, it's, just, it's, it's that circumstance behind it that's just like, oh, my gosh. Um, how do you take losses? Do you take them easier or harder than when you're younger? I'm great with them. I go to McDonald's, get a Big Mac, go home and open a Diet Coke
0: to justify the Big Mac. And, uh, yeah, I'm a whole lot better. Uh, We had a son and all the players, even the ones that are my assistant coaches, they said the best thing that has ever happened to Rockwood basketball is you having a son because you have mellowed from those days. Because before we had a son, we played this school, and I'm not disparaging them, it's Tennessee School for the Deaf because they're in our district. And uh, they're, not, they're just not very good. They, they can't help it. One year they did have some good players, but most years they're not going to. And uh, we got out, you know, that's one of them games. We usually beat them by about 50, and that's on a bad night. And uh, one night, we were just out there gigging around. You know, nobody was taken seriously. And it's a district game for us, you know, and I couldn't get that through their heads. Right. So, after the game, we won. We won, I mean, big. But we ran everybody out of the gym. We stayed in our uniforms. I made the ones that didn't dress up go get dressed. We did conditioning for a little while after the game, everybody town thought I was psycho because we had just beat Tennessee school for the death by 50. But uh, yeah,
1: nowadays I would just say it's a win boys. Let's go to the house. We didn't play well. We'll get it corrected tomorrow. Yep. Like my post game speeches have gotten very short because they don't, they don't hear you. They don't hear you. Like they don't, it's like, it's better the next day. It's so much better. You shouldn't even do a post game talk. No, uh, we take up cell phones.
0: We put them in a bag and lock them up. So they don't. When they walk in the gym on game night, they just they come to our assistant coach. He takes them and locks them up. So they have they got to communicate verbally. The only thing they're worried about after the game is who's going to get the bags to get the cell phones, right? So they can talk to people.
1: That's why they, they, that. they raise their hand, coach. Cell phones, I, know. So <laughs> I, I don't know. need I need, that. My, I need my phone. I know. I love that idea. I love that idea. Um, all right. So I'm going to go through and I'm going to give you kind of my rapid fire. So rapid fire is just a, some, some are quick questions. Some are not quick questions. Um, I call them rapid because some people can answer them really fast. What's your favorite brand of basketball, the actual ball? Uh, Wilson solution. Okay. Why? Cause it, it holds that tackiness
0: forever. I mean, I mean, we got miles on there two years
1: old. They're still tacky. Okay. One word to describe your ideal player. Loyal. If you go to one sporting event in the entire world, what would you go to and why?
0: Super Bowl with the Bengals in it. <laughs>
1: Good luck. They've been twice. Good luck. <laughs> hey, I'm a Cubs fan, so you, I can I can make fun of other people. Um, <laughs> it was 100-plus years. Uh, favorite pregame and postgame meal? You told us the postgame meal, kind of. I don't the- eat before games. I never eat before a game. It, it's always after the game. Okay. No pregame meal. No pregame meal. Uh, what is your, What does your game day look like at home? Like you're playing at home. What does your game day look like? What's my game day look like? Well. Walk us through your day of a game.
0: Well, I've actually, uh, because I've been here so long, they take care of me. I've got a great schedule because I only teach in the mornings. Uh, I just guess
1: I I can't get over that. Okay. (laughs) uh, Really,
0: I teach in the mornings.
1: I have lunch
0: duty and then I have third planning block. We're on block system. I have a planning period. Fourth period block, I have my basketball players for weightlifting and conditioning. We can't practice during that time. It's against our school board's rules, but we can weightlift and condition. So I have my players last block. So uh, I don't – after lunch, we, uh, I set up the gym because I'm free the whole afternoon, and the players will come in and help me the last block, what I haven't done. It doesn't take long at all set it up uh we will have a walk through right as soon as the bell rings uh, we'll walk through uh the opponent's offense the main main two or three things they're going to do they're out of bounds and then uh, we'll go through our stuff we got it scripted our kids know we're going through our stuff like a football team would uh, we're usually, uh, if we start at 3.30, we're probably out of there by uh, 4.05, 4.10. Uh, I'll go home. I live about five minutes from home. I'll just change clothes, don't wear nothing but khaki pants and a pullover, and come back. We usually have a JV game at 5 o'clock, and I'll just sit. I don't even coach. i just sit on the bench, watch our system, do it, watch them. That's my game day.
1: Okay, girls' game at six thirty, and boys' game at eight. And what time do your boys have to come back to the? What time do you make them come and back? I be right? back
0: in the school building, our gym by six thirty. They they usually come back watch the B team. We have got a good group of kids. They come and cheer them on. they're usually there before I get back. Some of uh, them they'll stay and shoot. They want to go home and. uh, now, they watch the girls. They'll go in the dressing room. Of course, this year we couldn't because of COVID. They'll go in there and watch TV. Right. They now, they've got to be dressed by the uh, start of the fourth quarter. They're usually dressed after the B team game. You know, and go, I'll go in and talk before fourth quarter of the girls game. It's probably about two minutes because they don't listen to me there either. And then <laughs> I let our assistants do the warm-up. I, I go out there on the floor, and make sure we're not gigging around, but
1: Yeah. I'm just keeping a watchful eye is usually what I do. Yes. Uh what, what's one thing you do to relax? One thing I do to relax.
0: Uh I like to read. I like to read books. Anything John Feinstein I read. It could be about a Tic Tac game. Tic tac toe, whatever chess game, I'd read I right. uh, read and uh, uh, any kind of sporting event on TV, I'll come home and
1: I'll turn on a basketball game. Okay. Um, do you have any superstitions? Any stu- superstitions? Yeah, I
0: don't eat four games. Uh, I always wear the same pullover, I always wear khaki pants. Uh, our practices and it's really it's it's really stupid we always do the rebounding drill we do drills on certain ends of the floor and this assistant has been with me for the last 40 years she said why do you always do it on that end I said I don't know I like that end of the (laughs) floor
1: we do play basketball on this end can we not do it on that end one day I know. I get in the habit of doing that too. It's like I got to force myself. What's one coaching technique you consider important? One coaching technique I consider important.
0: I'm really I've gotten better at it. I think you got to correct mistakes when they happen. But I've gotten better. I think I, I, think I talked too much. I was talking too much during practice and not letting him go on. I mean.
1: Right. I all, the, like, all the studies show that the only way you learn is by making mistakes. Mistakes are good. It, it, you got to correct them, but they have, to, they have to learn that if I keep doing this, I keep doing this, I keep doing this, I keep doing this, it's not going to work. If I keep touching the hot stove, eventually you're going to figure out not to touch the hot stove.
0: Yeah, and I figured out now that if I just go ahead, let's finish the drill or the play or whatever we're doing, and then I'll sub somebody, hey, this is what you did wrong. Yeah.
1: I think it's a gen I think for you and I it's a generational thing too, a little bit. Like, yeah, I think the the self-learning is better for this generation. Um describe your perfect player in five words or less. This is always a hard one for people. Good <laughs> teammate. What? Good teammate. Okay. That is best player of all time. In the history of basketball or at our school? Either one, I guess. Um, I, it's uh, kind of... In the
0: history of basketball, well, I'm a Michael Jordan guy. Hard to argue with Michael. Hard to argue. Yeah, with. but then I get to thinking. I heard somebody talking about Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, and I grew up with him. You know, yeah, it's hard to it, argue against
1: Bill Russell too. He won ten. Yeah, in that. He won ten. Yeah, and you but, got Bob Cousy. You got, you know. There's yeah, yeah. But I'm I, I'm a, our son's named after
0: Michael Jordan, so I, I'll have to stick with Jordan.
1: The thing with Michael here's the funny part about Michael is Michael was big twenty years ago and kids are still talking about it that's the crazy part about michael like well, it's a you're shoe your shoes still. <laughs> you're big it is it is um uh if, if you could only teach one skill what would that skill be well uh, in my 40 something years of
0: coaching it's changed uh i i've come to the conclusion I can teach anybody to play defense, because I tell our kids, uh, hey people, there's only th- three places you can be in our defense. You're either on the ball, you're denying, or you're help side. That's the only three places you can be in our man to man. You can't be anywhere else. Get to one of those spots. So I can teach. I, I can teach a monkey to play defense. I feel like. I think we're good enough. Our drills are good enough, and we we uh, stay on it good enough but if i could really teach something i'd really like to be able to teach shooting
1: correctly okay because uh, shot- all about it is you got to be able to put the ball in the hole doesn't matter shot clock yes or no no i agree you're one of the few people that agrees with me okay.
0: well yeah. we play slow anyway we we're a four out we were a four out one in team and we like to because the way we play defense and everything, I feel like we use a lot. I just
1: don't see the. I I think what makes high school basketball unique is the lack of shot clock. Like everybody can play their own style. You could be a pack line. I could be a Grinnell system guy. You could be a two-two-one guy. I could be. The thing is, if we get if we put a shot clock in, it's all going to look like all the college games. It's all going to look the same. I'm telling you. Oh right, yeah, and uh, big thing for
0: us would be. I mean, I'd find somebody eventually. It's hard enough to get a loyal person that'll run the clock for you, a game clock, because they don't want that pressure. Right. And
1: I, I don't even know when to reset the shot clock. Know. You know? The list is pretty long. The list is pretty long. If you could change one thing about the game, what would you change? I'd put in that uh,
0: half circle in the lane for charges, because we are a big charge team. And <laughs> uh, we work on it every day, and uh, or every other day. And
1: uh, – I just think that would help officials if I I won't ask them. that question. That's like three questions down. Charge circle, yes or no? You're a yes. Um, I would get rid of the jump ball. Yeah, I mean it's useless. Useless. And you know why? They can't throw it. Oh yeah, I made it. They <laughs> <laughs> don't practice, they do it once a game, yeah. maybe. <laughs> useless. But just give it to the visitor and let's crank it up. And you know what? You know what that would do? it would make this really cool chess match because let's say I'm coming to your place. I'm taking the ball out. You would know I'm taking the ball out to start the game. You could do something to me or I could have a set ready, or I think that the chess match of the coaching would be great with that. I think
0: hey, uh, you probably remember this. I know you do because you're old like I am.
1: How old are you? I am 54.
0: Oh, I'm older than you. I'm 62. I'll be 63. And, Okay, but you remember this? You used to get you could pick the end of the floor that you wanted to shoot on before the game. You know, now you got to go opposite your bench. Right. We used to. We would. We were notorious. We were very. People still talk about this in our community. We would always line up on the opposite end of the end we were uh, supposed yeah. to be going to.
1: Yeah.
0: And we. And everybody would go down there with us, and we'd throw it to our point guard racing the other way for the layup. we call it
1: dummy. I love that. I've done that in a varsity game in our state and scored. What, you know? what we did it all the time,
0: and uh, we were playing our closest rival one year, Harriman, who's 10 minutes from us. And uh, one of their smart players, he said, they're running it the game, get down here. They didn't believe them, we still scored.
1: I believe that. Uh, um, Best game you've seen in person? Best
0: game I've seen in person.
1: Uh, Tennessee
0: beat Kansas in, here in Knoxville when Kirk, Coach Pearl lost. He had about three or four kids get arrested uh, the day before, two days before he had to suspend them, and they beat Kansas here. That's crazy. Uh, quarters or
1: halves? Oh, quarters. We play halves. It's interesting. Uh, we play two 18-minute halves. I like quarters. Yeah, quarters. I, I like quarters, too, because I want to be able to teach between the breaks. Um, but anyway, uh, what's one thing you tell your younger self? Uh, my younger self? Quick carousel. Uh, One word to describe your coaching style. Planned. Say that again. Planned. Uh, uh, Okay.
0: Well thought of. I don't know. Yeah, you're
1: planned out. Planned out. Uh, um, Best coach of all time. That'd
0: be one of two.
1: I'm gonna go with Coach K. Okay. Uh, one book you'd recommend? One book I'd recommend.
0: Uh, well, anything John Feinstein writes. Yes. But uh, I wrote that in that questionnaire that like, whoever said uh, Pat Summit's book, the very
1: first Pat Summit. Yeah, that's a good book too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's on my list. Um. All right, so my last question I always ask is, what would you what would you tell a younger coach? What what would be your bit of advice to them that are listening to this that are just starting out in this journey? Uh, well, I said it earlier. Don't be afraid to go and talk to coaches that you
0: respect, or go watch the practices. I go watch practices. I would talk to coaches I would respect. Uh, don't be afraid to fail. You're gonna probably fail more times, and you're gonna be successful. I
1: mean, the world's not gonna end because <laughs> I it's know
0: a, it's a game. And, that's uh, what I.
1: Would, that's what I would tell. If I could have a time machine, I would go back to my 30s. I go. It, it, there were losses that I would literally. It would. It would crush me. And it was like, come on, it's okay. It's okay. You know. You'll yeah. You'll learn from this. Yeah. <laughs> and. Uh, I just just
0: uh, uh, you're probably the same way I am the best thing it's, uh, that I love about this job is one thing I've got out of my six assistant coaches five or former players I get to see them every day during basketball season yep. and then the number of players that come back and see me and just sit around and we just sit around talking I, I, that to me that's more important like I went to a, a wedding of one of my players here earlier in the summer. That's more important to me than going to a game. I'm winning the game, or something. right? I, it's I, it's an impact. Them, I'd rather see them become successful what they're doing, and if I've had a small part in that,
1: that's a win. If I've been, yeah, if I've been able to teach them a small life lesson, it's definitely a win. Well, Paul, thank you for coming on. I really do appreciate this. Um, and I'll, I'll let you know when it goes up. Thank you. Okay, appreciate it. Thank you. Hey, everybody. Hope you enjoyed that. If you want to hear more of these, <laughs> go over and uh, join t-tubes.com. Uh 14-day free trial allows us, allows us to do this. And then subscribe, like, jump up and down, do whatever you got to do. Um, tell, us how, tell us what you want to hear in the future. Steve at TeaTroops.com. All right. Have a great day.
0: Sports Social Podcast Network.